0: White Zone is for immediate loading and unloading of passengers only. There is no stopping in the Red Zone. The white zone is for immediate loading and unloading of passengers only. There is no stopping in the Red Zone. The white zone is for immediate loading and unloading of passengers only. There is no stopping in the Red Zone. The white zone is for immediate loading and unloading of passengers only. There is no stopping in the red zone.
1: Right then, he said he'd wait for me by the duty free. I only hope he's not drained it all yet. Simon! Oi! Simon! Over here! Have you got it? Yeah, yeah, I've got your passport. And your plane ticket. And your suitcase. Honestly, how did you forget everything you needed? Hey, don't hassle me,
2: man. After being stuck with you for two weeks, I think I can be forgiven for being a little bit messed up. Mm, fair enough. When's your flight? Uh, you know, I don't know. It's uh It's been delayed due to the hot weather. This is an announcement from Genetic Control. For passengers awaiting rail-air flight 14TV to Austria, please be advised that this flight is
1: currently delayed due to pigeons on the runway.
2: Uh, well, thanks for bringing my stuff. Uh, did you need anything else? Okie dokie, then, so this is goodbye.
1: Well, I can't go yet. Um, the car park I'm in has got a sign and it said uh, no return within two hours. So, um, do you want to talk about some Genesis? No, 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 no. That, that's not what he means. When he says you can't return. Oh, I don't know why I bother.
2: Okay, yes, yes, why not? I suppose it's the only way to beat the nightmares.
1: Ah! Uh, so, what do you want to talk about then? the live album they released with Peter Gabriel, Genesis Live.
2: Okay, it's quite a short album, isn't it? That won't take long. Yeah, that's
1: perfect. That'll take us right through to security.
2: All right then. For want of something better to do, why don't you tell me about it?
0: Okay. <laughs>
1: So that was Watcher of the Skies recorded in Leicester in 1972 Um, this album was mostly recorded in Leicester um, apart from Giant Hogweed which was recorded in Manchester so we're going to talk about this as a whole thing rather than individual tracks.
2: Okay so we're not going to go through individual tracks and talk about those No, if
1: you want to hear what we think of the individual tracks you can go back and listen to the podcasts for those albums where we discuss our thoughts.
2: Because really when you look at this album the actual musicianship of it is pretty good. Uh, It's almost indistinguishable from the albums at some places.
1: It is, it is. I mean... on later live albums, there's a lot of overdubs for the guitars and the vocals, especially for Genesis. Right. Later on, they did was this
2: overdubbed. Was this because of uh, uh, mic problems, or was it because it didn't that, just yeah, stand out? Yeah, I
1: mean, we'll be talking about the archive in a future podcast, and a lot of that's overdubbed because of Peter Gabriel's costumes muffling his vocals. Right, right. So he redubbed them later on.
2: Pretty poor thinking, <laughs> to think, you know, I'm going to wear a mask through this that the crowd then can't yeah. even hear me sing. I... I
1: going to overdub this the podcast because I'm clearly wearing a
2: mask and I think it suits you it's much better than your normal face thanks no problem but,
1: but yeah so but I don't think there are that many overdubs on this album I think it's pretty much recorded as it was mm,
2: and left it's very good I mean it's sometimes when you listen to live albums it's down to the mixing desk where they've they've, hung the mic basically and also because of the way it's mixed sometimes you don't get the vocals coming through properly Mm -hmm. or sometimes you don't hear the percussion very well but this seems pretty nicely mixed
1: yeah it's some really good performances and it sounds really good as well they're different enough from the studio versions to sound live but they're not so badly played with one exception which we'll talk about in a minute they're not so badly played that you think oh I'm going to listen to this I'm just going to listen to the album
2: yeah yeah. I mean that is the fun of listening to a live album Mm. Um, you know you you listen for the bits you wouldn't hear on the album you know solos things like that Mm -hmm. which you you know you get in a lot of things yeah Um, Or indeed, as um, I was at Leicester de Montfort when Marillion were doing their reel to reel. Mm -hmm. And I spent ages listening, see if you could hear me go, Fish! in the (laughs) background, but you you couldn't. But you know, it's that sort of personal piece of the recording that people will go out and buy the live albums for, because they were there and it's like reliving that moment. That's why
1: bootleg albums are so popular. Yeah. I mean, I've got so many bootleg tapes of things that are concerts Mm. I went to, and it's just that little personal connection. So I think this live album has got. People who saw that tour, this is a really good record of that tour.
2: Yeah, the only thing I think that, uh, that disappoints me on this is that it's not continuous tracks. Mm-hmm. It's like they've recorded this track, they've recorded that track, they've recorded that track. Oh. They don't flow into each other because they're mm-hmm. quite clearly stop, start, stop, start, mm-hmm. as they've picked and chosen. So it doesn't give you a, a feeling of a whole live. For instance, when you listen to Russia's uh, live album, Show of Hands, you do get the feeling that you listen to the whole concert. Whereas this is just uh, four or five tracks banged onto this uh, album. And although you, you get the feeling of what it was like, you don't get the whole feeling of what it was like because they are individual tracks rather than a flow.
1: So this was originally recorded as a promo for American Radio.
2: Yeah, for the uh, King Biscuit Flower Hour. Correct. And they don't name programmes like that anymore. They don't,
1: they don't. And that was a syndicated radio show, so that would be broadcast across the whole of America.
2: Okay, to whoever picked up this syndication. Yeah. So this was originally had more tracks on it, didn't it?
1: Yeah, it was a two-disc LP, and as well as including "Supper's Ready, it also included all of Peter Gabriel's introductions to the songs. So that would be why you say it doesn't flow quite as well, because they've edited out to Gable talking to the audience in between each track right so i'm
2: assuming they did a limited run of this with the extra tracks for radio promo yeah and then well as i recall uh, we discussed this in an earlier podcast they released this as an album to spot fill while they were recording uh selling England by the pound yes it was partially to fill that gap and partially because they cancelled the tour hadn't they
1: Yes, they cancelled a the tour, so to make it to fans, they released this album at a budget price.
2: Yeah, yeah, it was released at a very low budget price, wasn't it? It was. Yeah, well, did, did that, do you think, have any effect on the way it charted? Because it charted very
1: well over here, didn't it? Probably. I mean, if you think about it, if, you, if you're getting into Genesis and um, their albums are, I don't know, five quid ah,
2: no no. let's go back in time because this is uh, the 70s so these were probably about 45p
1: let's say their normal albums are a pound and they release a budget album with a few of the tracks from the albums as a 45p budget album and you want to get into genesis that's the perfect choice to give you a taste of they're like it's so almost like a
2: promo it is it's, it's ideal i mean when i used to buy uh, vinyl records there's a place in Nottingham called Select Disc, and they used to get a lot of albums in with Nicks in the covers. Mm. They were still good, but they just had a floor, of, you know, an actual Nick on the packaging sheet, mm. and they were, you know, two pound off. So you'd buy those albums. Mm. It didn't matter what the band was, because you thought that was a really good way to get into the band. This was probably the same with Genesis. You had a lot of people going for that. I'll give it a whiz. Yeah, and
1: that's why compilation albums are so popular. where best of albums are so popular. Especially at like, Christmas time, yeah, know? yeah. People getting into a band will go, "Oh, I'll buy a compilation, and see what it's like."
2: And it's great to, to you know, sell to your, your grandmother to give her this album because she yeah, hasn't yeah. got enough time left to listen to the whole of the back catalogue. Well, exactly. Of this band, so yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. That no, might so, seem a bit harsh, but you know, like my grandparents sort of there was money involved. They, they weren't going to live long so anyway.
1: You killed them with Genesis.
2: Well, that and the cyanide. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. a bit like Game of Thrones, my family. <laughs> Only without the sex and the dragons. Yeah.
1: So what do you think of this album, then? What do you think of the performances on this album?
2: To be honest, the album, I find it disjointed because of the cut track, track, <clears throat> track, track, track. So it doesn't feel like a true live album. At the same time, the performances on this are stunning. It's mixed very well, so you've got a good balance between the vocals and the instruments. It doesn't sound distorted. Mm-hmm. Like you can get with even some very professional live albums. You usually have to get, you know... As, as we were talking about Rush, you know, they've got a lot of money to spend on a live album. Mm. And if you're just a little band, which Genesis were at this time... They were
1: massively in debt still to yeah, the record label Yeah, Yeah, really
2: big. So, I mean, it's surprising they pulled this off mm. and got such a good recording out of it, Because I assume, when you're setting up for a gig, wherever you are, to actually then go, you know, we're going to record this, that's a whole different level of mm. setup, I would imagine. Mm. Because you've got to mix it through a desk and then yeah. remix it into there. I don't know anything about this, but I'm assuming it, it costs a lot more longer. It's
1: yes, probably why there's no overdubs on it. They couldn't afford to, <laughs> to go into the studio and do overdubs.
2: Very probably, although so. it's a good album. Whether it would have benefited by having 23 minutes of supper's ready tacked onto it, uh, a true Genesis fan would say yes. Yes. However, as as we know, I hated Supper's Ready. I'm quite glad it's not, honey, because 25 minutes or whatever of live more gibberish is probably more than I could take. Uh, Even as a... Well, I wouldn't call myself a fan, as you know, because you're basically guiding me through... I was going to use the word stalking, though. That's probably applicable. I'm thinking... Um, you're introducing me to this band. Mm-hmm. Although I've known Genesis, not a massive fan, and I must admit, mm-hmm. I'm rather enjoying going through these so far. Um, so it's it's been. Thank you for guiding me through this, <laughs> but please stop hanging around me so much. I mean, you know, it, it's great, but go home occasionally. No, yeah, I have to. Yeah, the neighbours are talking, and same? that injunction. Mm-hmm. I mean, didn't you read it? I posted it. Mm-hmm. Which house? You've moved. Yeah. Oh, bugger. So, so anyway, enough about me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not that you could ever get bored of talking about me. <laughs> um, what did you think of this album? I really enjoyed it, mostly. I mean, you're a big fan. I am. Did you find, sorry for interrupting your flow, but did you find, as a fan, that this sort of fulfilled what mm. you expect from a live album?
1: No, but that's because I'm so much more used to live albums being double albums.
2: Yeah, but this is, this is we're talking now. Mm. I mean, back then... Yeah.
1: Well, in, the, in the early
2: yeah. 70s you didn't have yeah. a, still the live album was still a relatively new concept but now
1: you think think of something like Deep Purple's made in Japan
2: yes it's a double album I thought Deep Purple were made in Birmingham I
1: mm, don't know where Deep Purple were actually made but their album made in Japan that, that's a double album
2: it was it was a very good double album and
1: it's very one of the best live albums ever but most oh I,
2: I would debate
1: that I really like that album But I would have liked it to have been a double album, but the tracks they've chosen I think are mostly very, very good choices. I think Turn the Giant Hogweed is a bit of an odd choice to drop in, but if that was a regular part of their set at the
0: time. You would have expected it as a fan.
1: I'm going to go off on a bit of a rant, though, about The Knife. Hang on, let me just bolt things down as as you, go. As you know, I absolutely love The Knife. It's one of my all-time favourite tracks. Yeah, you keep telling. But this version's just
2: awful. It's just shambolic. It, it is a bit all over the place.
1: I don't know why they included it on the album, because it's so bad. Like, to me, it's virtually unlistenable. You've got Steve Hackett trying to improvise a guitar part where Aunt Phillips plays his solo. In the, the original version, and just doesn't pull off anything decent at all. What do you think that was? Because he's a very good. He's guitarist. A very good. Guitarist. I think it's because it wasn't his solo. He was trying to do his own thing, but to me, it just doesn't work. At Didn't the get the right vibe. Yeah, you know, just it just comes across as cool. Yeah, um, and I love Steve Hackett. I think he's great. To he's um, got an against you as well. Yeah, 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 so. It's true. Um, I mean, then you get Peter Gabriel either forgetting the lyrics halfway through or making up new lyrics as he goes along. But isn't
2: that part of the live experience?
1: Or do you think he's think, literally forgot the lyrics? I think he forgot the lyrics. He's quite well known in his solo career for getting lyrics.
2: Really? Yeah. It's the only thing he's got to do. I, I've I mean, got... Um, remember the bloody words, Pete. That's exactly. all you've got to do. I do the drums,
1: <laughs> you do the bloody words. I, I've got um, an official bootleg of one of his uh, later tours. From 2007, I think. It's from the So Tory game. And um, at one point he starts playing. I've heard the less
2: the less good version of the So So Tour.
1: The So So Tour, yeah. Well, this but, but he starts playing a track. I think it's "I Have the Touch," and he starts playing it. And then a couple of minutes into it, he stops the song and says, "Sorry about that, everybody. I messed that up. Uh, so we're going to start it again." And then they start playing the song again. <laughs> Normally, most pl- most people <laughs> would edit that out. Well, it's because it's a, a, an official bootleg, so it was recorded ah. and released. How can so, you have an official boot there? Well, as you? you were leaving the concert, you could buy that concert. they produced produce them that quickly. Wow. Yeah, yeah. So he's well known for fluffing the lyrics, so I think this is just a lyrical fluff. I honestly can't say why they included this, because to me, it's just
0: awful.
2: but it was one of their big tracks wasn't it was it? one of their big tracks so if you're actually compiling an album and you go you know we've got to have a knife on there. the fans love the knife but it's crap yeah but the fans love the knife is that
1: really the best version of the knife they had then? probably not
2: but if they only recorded two dates
1: yeah well I suppose but I
2: wouldn't have recorded it it was probably just the best version they had at the time
0: yeah yeah. but as
2: you said on some of the other albums uh, they you know overdub mm. certain things so why didn't they just overdub this completely
1: yeah Perhaps, like I would say perhaps they just didn't have the money, but anyway, this album I really like it overall, mostly apart from the knife. Like it overall mostly, yeah, so apart from the average knife. basically. Yeah. You're saying no, I like everything apart from the knife. Okay,
2: no, I'm just going to say um, I quite liked it. Yeah, um, I agree with you about the knife. It was it was truly embarrassing to listen to it in places, but on the whole, the album I think is fine. Yeah.
1: Um. I enjoy listening to it, I especially love the the watcher. Um, I think that's, that's probably the best track on there. It starts the album really, really good, and then of course we've got the uh, the bonus bass pedal solo from Mike Rutherford. Yeah, yeah. Okay, which is always entertaining to listen to. Always fun to listen mm-hmm. to. Mm-hmm. Um, interesting story. The interesting story on the back of the album sleeve um, is what got William Friedkin to contact Peter Gabriel during the recording of The Lamb to see if he'd come and help out as a story ideas man. Oh. Which almost split the band up early. So, wow. Okay. So we might not have got The Lamb. Well, we might not, but as we've discussed that already quite extensively when we were trapped in that place.
2: We did, and it was nice to be out of there. Yeah, it was the, nice all be, that time spent with you, running from mushroom to giant bush to giant mushroom to giant bush.
0: Yeah.
2: When I said giant bush, I've got to stop saying giant bush. Yeah. Yes, bush. bush. Um, yes, um, yes. Glad <laughs> to be out, really.
1: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So overall, a good album, worth a listen. Definitely worth listening.
2: It's not one of their better live albums. For, uh, no. We have some coming up that are going to be better, mm-hmm. but I think this is the only one they did with Gabriel. It is. So yeah. it's it's you know points for that. Yeah. Um, it's the only time you're going to get to listen to Genesis with Gabriel mm-hmm. officially. Yeah. I mean, there, as you said, there are bootlegs out
1: there. There are. Yeah, um, not a lot of quality bootlegs Though. Very um, few quality biscuits. A, a few other King Biscuit concerts that were released. You know when you say
2: King Biscuit, yeah. it sounds vaguely like you're swearing.
1: King Biscuit. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. So, so maybe that's what, that's what you say when you slip over yeah. on biscuit. King Biscuit! <laughs> yeah.
2: when the kids are. Around. Yeah. yeah. Ah, ah. I think that's my playing called.
0: Play my house song. Here
1: So there we are then, Genesis Live. And here we are at security, I suppose I'd better head home, Uh, where are you off to on holiday anyway?
2: I'm going skiing in Austria for two whole weeks, well away from you and well away from Genesis. Oh you don't mean that. Oh yes I do, and as soon as you've gone I'll be able to relax so skedaddle.
1: Fine, fine, I'll see you when you get back, have fun.
2: Oh I will believe me, now then let me just put my bag on the scanner.
0: Excuse
1: me, sir? Did you pack this bag yourself?
2: What? Uh, yeah, yeah, of course I did. I, uh... Oh, no, hang on a minute, uh...
1: SIMON! If you just come this way, please, sir?